Welcome to the To Read List. I'm Bailey, and this is a podcast where I attempt to get through the 144 unread books on my shelf. With me, as always, is my friend Toby. Hey. My brother Andrew. Hello. And my husband Dylan is the sound recordist. Uh, on mic, kind of. <laughs> People a- <laughs> are really worried about that, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the background today because we have a very special guest for this mini-sode. Our guest is Ali Sleisman, who is the creator of the podcast Elaine's Cooking for the Soul, which just came out on November 30th. Woo! And my understanding is it's a post-apocalyptic cooking show. That's tell, right. Tell us more about this awesome uh, podcast. Wow. It's like my little baby. It's all I want to talk about ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so obnoxious about it. But I, uh, thank you so much for asking. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, Elaine's Cooking uh, for the Soul is a post-apocalyptic cooking podcast. We Every episode, we cook up a nutrient-dense, shelf-stable recipe that you could actually cook on a hot plate or on just one burner on your stove if that's what you're working with. Uh, and one pot is the idea. So it's all super sad recipes that I cook. <laughs> yeah, so ideally in, in a world in which we do not have electrical power um, and very limited resources, it could be a resource in itself. <laughs> Yes, and I'm not in it. I'm a, my voice is not, it's not, I'm not a voice actor. I have a really talented voice actor named Rosa Delgado. She's so great. And I'm just, I'm just honored to have her a part of this. She really brings everything just to life. Just to clarify, it is a, a fictional, like it's like a, it's got a plot, right? Yes. We're not, it's not like a yes. reciting recipe. No, or recipe. <laughs> no, no definitely. No, it's definitely um, a narrative. It has a narrative arc to it. The first season, everything takes place in her dental office. She's a daytime dentist and then a mm. you know, part-time cook. So I'm interested to hear how you can cook at a dental office. <laughs> yes, so. yes, carefully. you'll find it very carefully. No. Using the heat of drills. <laughs> and Allie's here because Toby and Dylan met her by chance. Why don't you share that story, Toby? Uh, yes, uh, Dylan and I were on our way to the Austin Film Festival recently. Which is in Austin, Texas. That, thank you, Dylan. Um, <laughs> important context. Um, and we were on an aeroplane, um, and uh, Allie was sitting right next to me, and I was sitting right next to Dylan. It was crazy. And then the plane got um, rerouted from Austin to a little tiny town called Abilene. We got stuck there for the night. We had a mad dash the whole next day. We rented a car together. A millionaire drove us across the desert. That's true. And, uh, and yeah, and so along the way, we just became friends with Allie. She's a great person, and she has a podcast, and we have a podcast, <laughs> and that's how all friendships in 2019 start. Yeah, it was true. But it was also wild because I, you know, small talk on airplanes, I'm hardline against it. Yeah, you know, like, too. oh, yeah. no, we're good. We're just going to fly in the air in this magical situation and then we're just going to land and we're going to part ways and go on our own little lives. Mm-hmm. But being grounded for m- many hours on a plane and then, like, I did, I mean... You started it. I did start it. <laughs> I did absolutely start it. I was like, oh, no. I knew that we were going to the same place because we touched base that you were going to Austin. Yeah. Dylan I and like, I were well, those people who were like, we do you are. think we'll enjoy Austin <laughs> and the film festival? Um, but yeah, it actually, I mean, I am just beyond grateful because meeting you just in general has been awesome, but also like... You guys reached out to me to get me in that car out of Abilene, Texas, the last car out of Abilene. This all sounds very post-apocalyptic. Dylan sent me some pictures of the cots they mm-hmm. rolled out for you FEMA guys. Cots, yeah, it's true. It was like it was very interesting. We could feel like humanity was holding together by like a very <laughs> tenuous string, and you know that if one person had freaked out, it would have been mayhem because we we were promised pizza at one point. Pizza never happened. Pizza never happened. We were all very hungry, shaking down the vending machines. Like, it was, you could tell. There's a lot of things that Abilene was running out of. They're running out of rental cars. They're running out of pizza. They're running out of hotels. It was, uh... I mean, we probably depleted half that town's resources. Oh, boy. 
Fun so, times. Yeah. But hey, now here we are. And now here we are. Yeah. And now we can talk about the apocalypse instead of experiencing <laughs> it ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Um, so the theme of this episode is the post-apocalypse. Yes. So we all chose three items from literature that we would take with us to the apocalypse. Three items or tools. Did everybody do that? Yeah, and, and I think we kind of established a spirit of the game where it's like, don't choose like the TARDIS, which I'm sure there's Doctor Who books. Like something that like will totally, you're like, I choose the TARDIS and I go to a time when there isn't the apocalypse. Yeah. So, you know, no TARDIS, no time turner. And right. I'll, we'll call each other out if you cheat. Don't, uh, Andrew's giving a look like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember agreeing to that, but okay. <laughs> so let's go around. Let's start mm. with Allie because you're the guest. All right. So I do think about the apocalypse 100% of the time. I do a ton mm. of research. And I, one of my favorite post-apocalyptic books is Octavia Butler's two-part series. I haven't read that yet. Oh, it's so good. It okay, I'm not going to spoil alley. it for you, but you you would love it. Um, but there is one there is one like tool that's in this book book that I thought about in particular and it's used by the military force um, and it's called a maggot it's something it's described as a maggot nicknamed for its ugly shape is something less than a tank and more than a truck so <laughs> it has a lot of technological like uh, elements to it it can like scan its surroundings and it is like a tank and people can like hunker down in there I just I'm scared of humanity and I think that that would be a good place to like shelter in that yes. people could not access 100% is it like RV status is it like a toilet I you know what I they do not mention the toilet but I would like mm. to think so because I think a lot of people like work in this tank oh, okay cool is, yeah. this, is this the book Kindred no no this is uh so we have the parable of the sower and the parable of the talents this one comes uh, in the second book okay cool yeah I've never read any Octavia Butler but Ooh. Yeah. yeah, there's one on my list, and if there isn't, I'm going to re- remedy that. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Good choice. A maggot. A maggot. <laughs> Andrew. All right. I took the um, strategy of trying to, in three items, cover the absolute necessities of shelter, water, food, and fire to be able to get. That's great. Mm-hmm. I truly get thought you were going to say recreation. <laughs> <laughs> and a night out on the town. <laughs> um, so, first. I chose Prometheus's fire, the fire of the gods that <laughs> mythical Prometheus stole <laughs> from atop Mount Olympus. Okay. It's, it's portable. You're able to stuff it in a sack, as I recall, from different versions of it. You'd always have fire. It never runs out. It's an eternal flame. It covers uh, water, too, because you can then boil your water. True. And you're covered on that front. Okay. Um, and because he was already punished by being tied to a rock and having his liver eaten every day, I don't have to be punished. Nice. Always Smart. good that you don't have to be punished yeah. for the thing that you chose. <laughs> so yeah, fire and water are covered. Yeah, that's in one item. I mean, I would argue that water's not necessarily covered because you have to get the water. Ooh. <laughs> well, we'll see what your items are, Bailey. <laughs> Prometheus right, is enough. water. <laughs> um, my first is a paired item. It's uh, a, so a your first cheating. is a cheating item. Yeah, cheating. It's a shard plate and shard blade from the Stormlight Archives by Brandon Sanderson. Shard plate is this like magic armor, makes you completely invulnerable. You can like jump 30 or 40 feet. Um, You're super strong. Um, And a shard blade um, is a blade that can cut through anything, absolutely anything, except for people. When you cut through them, their eyes burn out and they die. So those are two choices. Yeah, those are two choices. You never have one without the other. They have, they, that's not true. I lied. That's a lie. You can have one without the other. But basically, I would be in like a, like a mech suit that's like super powered and I have a blade that can cut through anything, including people. I forgot that Toby always just goes immediately to battle mode when I read these lists. I mean, a maggot. I went on defensive mode, you went on offense. Yeah, you'll be warm and I'll be alive. 
All right. Well, I went a different route. <laughs> I love uh, it already. <laughs> is, uh, it a, is it a cat? It's Rum Tum Tucker. <laughs> I mean, it's not that far off. Okay, so my first choice, it's from the Harry Potter world, but it's not from Harry Potter. It's from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay, not a book? It is a book. Mm, the book is not that. I know. All right, I'm just, I just, I like, you already making fun of me. There, you there, could cut there, the tension with a shard blade, <laughs> which I have. There is a book version of the screenplay, so yes. It's in a book. Wow. So my item is Newt Scamander's suitcase because, okay, here's the thing about the suitcase. You can jump inside it and it's a whole different world. So it's shelter. And it carries lots of different awesome beasts that can help you out with lots of different tasks. So, for example, you can carry around a Niffler and the Niffler can look for shiny things that you might need. In the apocalypse? Yes. (laughs) For example, a shard blade. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to say a shard blade. It disappears when you let go of it, and you can carry it, you can call it back to you. It's pretty cool. Okay, but the Niffler could find it, and I could take it from you. <laughs> no, you can't. It's bound to my soul. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be able to fight me because I would be hiding in this suitcase. Mm, so you true. could cut through a suitcase with a shard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, See, everyone's coming around to Toby's way. Okay, but in the apocalypse, you guys are all thinking about surviving battles. I'm thinking about petting animals. So it's true. That's... You get to like cozy uh, up and like a suitcase is something that I feel like in a post-apocalyptic setting, most people would like walk by like that's not what i need but you would be down there cozy with some nifflers exactly yeah also i ain't done with my list yet i got stuff to pet (laughs) i got stuff to pet (laughs) excellent excellent all right andrew Andrew focused on shelter and food and what and safety i focused on petting and (laughs) battle all right Allie, what's your second tool my second one is Something that we're kind of close to having these days, but uh, I chose a babblefish from the Hitchhiker's Guide. Ah, um, good one. Because That's a good one. I think that we're, I'm probably very spoiled in like being able to read whatever I want and like find an English version of whatever I want. But yeah, I think it'd be really great to like be able to communicate with anybody at all times and understand what people are saying and talking about at all times in this setting. So just in case people don't know what the babblefish is, what oh, is sure. it? Oh, sure. The babblefish is a literal like creature that like crawls inside your ear and translates language so you can communicate with like aliens and everything yeah. else. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was a good choice because, <laughs> good you know, choice. in the post-apocalypse, you're going to have people from all over the world. You're right. going to need to connect. There might be aliens. Or you could Absolutely. cut them in half with your tripod. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, Andrew. What you going to pet? All right. So this is the one I've been so excited about. <laughs> He's been talking this up for like two weeks. He's like, you guys right. are never going to so believe. Excited. From the, I, from so the idea excited. of the minisode. <laughs> all right. So when I was growing up, I used to read a children's book called Streganona. I love that Ooh. book. And she has a magic pot. That if you read an incantation into, it creates unlimited pasta. Yes. So I'm taking Streganona's pot, remembering the incantation, which is something like pasta, pasta, nice and hot. I don't remember the exact words. No. I didn't look this up. Wow. I would figure it out. You'd figure it out. I would look it up. Pasta into a bowl. When the grid starts going down, I would find a copy of Stregonona and figure this out. There's only so many things that rhyme with hot. Infinite pasta is a great option. Infinite pasta. Carbs yep. for endurance, and you know I bet endurance. there's a little bit of residual water in there from cooking the pasta, mm. and there's some more water. Toby, who <laughs> questioned, <laughs> and you have you have your fire to heat the pot to make True. hot pasta. Yes, so I'm pretty you much covered. And <laughs> I just so I have food, water, and constipation, and fire, and fire, food, water, and fire. Just need shelter. Tune in later. <laughs> I would just recommend that book for everybody because the whole town gets taken over with spaghetti. I think it's ringing a faint bell. It's like, yeah. is it a picture book? Or? Yes. It's okay. like for yeah. kids, yeah. yeah. 
Stregonona. Stregonona. Great answer. All right. Good answer. Um, So I brought a visual aid for my next one. Uh Uh-oh. Which Um, is a very helpful on podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for you guys. um, I want a wind steed from Rokanen's World and the other books in the Hainish Cycle by Ursula K. Le Guin. This is what a wind steed looks like. It's just a tiger with wings. Yeah. It's a tiger with wings, and it can fly you around. It's trained by the people of Rokanen's world to fly you around. So to review, I will be a total baller with crazy armor and a giant sword riding a flying tiger. <laughs> so far, I can't help but find that you're just going to be like the warlord of the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that yeah. that's the story you want to tell about yourself. Oh, no. I, I was envisioning more of myself just kind of flying lonely, <laughs> flying solo around the whole world. Nothing, whatever you want to happen. <laughs> yeah. your shard, Blade. <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, Andrew's just mainlining pasta. <laughs> uh, Setting things on fire. Excellent. Good one. All right. Well, my second one is kind of, you know, topical. My second one is The Golden Compass from His Dark Materials by Philip Pullman. Oh, that's on mine as well. (sighs) The alethiometer. Alethiometer. I went between that and the subtle knife, and then I decided The Golden Compass would be more... Useful. Yeah. So the alethiometer or the golden compass, um, if you haven't seen the new HBO show or if you haven't read the book, it essentially you can read it um, and it gives you the answers to lots of different questions. And as they say, it tells the truth. So mm-hmm. you can ask it, you know, is this person evil? Like, which, what should I do? And it will give you an answer. It's kind of like tarot cards. So you have to be able to read it, but I'm very smart and can read it. Just like <laughs> I can remember Stregonona's incantation. <laughs> Yes, the alethiometer, I mean, it's really cool the way he writes it, because, I mean, if you have a thing that will actually tell you the truth about anything, it's incredibly powerful. So it could solve your day-to-day problems, whereas, where do I find water? Can Mm -hmm. I trust this person? Or you could end the apocalypse. You could say, what is, you know, in a complicated way, what is the best way to return the world to equilibrium? Or how can I keep it in the apocalypse so I can hang out with these nifflers? What does my flying tiger eat? Yeah. (laughs) Pasta. Pasta. I need to find Andrew. You'll see if you'll be able to find me after my next item. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I thought you were going to say you'd be able to find me because you're like 800 pounds now. (laughs) Eating nothing but pasta. Excellent. All right, Allie, what's your last one? All right, my last one is is Hermione's bag. Mm. I thought about this one. I almost put it down. It's very similar to the suitcase idea. Yeah, Hermione's bag is a little enchanted, uh, like kind of coin percy kind of thing which just has like infinite space i guess retail space inside uh so she can carry anything around in that and i love that idea yes very, like i said very similar to the suitcase in which you have just except you can't exactly get inside of it but yeah you can just carry around all of your possessions and mm-hmm. it's discreet and it's a, i guess lightweight <laughs> no, <Yeah>. no complaints <laughs> i guess so yeah hermione's little bag they didn't cover that in the books but hermione's always like <laughs> yeah. oh dragging yeah. her, <laughs> <laughs> her handbag around yeah. <laughs> my headcanon hermione is jacked <laughs> Andrew? So, for to cover shelter, I thought about doing something from the Harry Potter world. I almost did um, the Weasley's tent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought a tent might bring too much attention to myself. Okay. I thought about the bag. I thought about uh, Newt Scamander's suitcase. Mm-hmm. But instead, I went with Scout Finch's ham costume yeah. from To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? what? Wait, say, say again. <laughs> so, Scout Finch's ham costume from To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> If you're not driving, look up an image of Scout Finch in the classic movie. It is basically a full-body ham costume where her arms do not come out, just her eyes are visible, and her legs pop out just the bottom. Made out of, like, chicken wire. Made out of chicken wire and, like, paper mache. Mm -hmm. It looks sort of like an oil drum. 
but ham shaped, and it has ham written on it oh in God. white letters. Uh, okay. And you can buy a pin of it on Etsy. Ooh, I have an image of it right here. Oh, Bailey and guess oh what you're my! For Christmas. No, yeah. Oh my! She also oh manages to look God. somewhat like a drumstick. I love it. I yeah. love it. So here's my thought. Okay. I've never seen a piece of ham. I've never seen a piece of ham that looks like that. Here's the reasoning. In this fiction, it is my size. And I, I was going to say, the size of an eleven-year-old girl. Andrew, yeah. Andrew, you are six four. You're going to. Be- I am six five. Oh, <laughs> um, in this fiction, it is my size, and when I need shelter in the night, I go into my ham costume. I tuck my legs up, and I just look like something that will be no in no use to anybody else in the world. I could blend like into rocks. Yeah. It does not look like ham. Look closer at the but picture. It has ham written on well, then I roll over onto my belly. Yeah. Um, so you're it does, turtle shell into lo- the ham. It looks like a thrown away piece of paper mache heart or a boulder or something. And I'm hidden for the night with my pasta and my eternal fire eaten away. Does the pot fit inside the ham thing with you? Yes. Okay. 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 I was going to say. It's a big enough ham costume. It's a <laughs> if I came across a giant pot of pasta and a giant thing of ham, yeah, yeah, the pasta list. is inside the okay, ham right. with me. You could get sharbladed, man. <laughs> I, want, I want that pasta <laughs> pot. <laughs> you won't know. It'll just look like a big old boulder that looks like trash. Like what smells like marinara? <laughs> it, I don't think there's sauce in Stregano's world. What? Really? I mean, oh. there is sauce, but not in the pasta that they make. So, so you have a bowl full of It looks appetizing. Pasta. Read the book. <laughs> Good choice, oh, Andrew. And, <laughs> Thank yeah, you. <laughs> and as I said, mine was the alethiometer from the Golden Compass, and I am required by my wife to say that the Golden Compass is titled Northern Lights in England because she says it makes much more sense. Whoa. See, I disagree, though, because they're each one of his dark materials, yes. so I don't think it should be the I, Northern I'm Lights. evenly split because it is not a compass. It doesn't give you, it doesn't give you like cardinal directions, mm-hmm. but you're right. Uh, the three books are the Golden Compass, the Subtle Knife, and the Amber Spyglass, yeah. which are all his dark materials. Anyway, listen to our other podcast about his dark material. (laughs) Well, my last one, I thought about how in the apocalypse, it's going to be hard to travel. Especially internationally. Not on a flying tiger. So. <laughs> okay, not, not a flying tiger. Not on a ham costume that can roll down <laughs> Not in a magnet, it's not. So I was trying to think of something that was the equivalent in Harry Potter when you can apparate. Yeah. So I don't know if this counts as an item, but I decided to do the doorways from Exit West. Does that count? Ooh. It's, yes. Well, it doesn't leave yeah. the world. Yeah, it doesn't leave the world. However, you can't. Con- you'd have to find them. Well, that's the thing. Them. So in, in, this, in my fantasy, I, I know where this doorway is, mm. and I... Yes, this is my favorite. Okay, you People are do- riding a giant oh, tiger. Yeah, tiger. But I'm adhering to the rules of the tiger. We let you have a sharp blade and the shard. Yeah, yeah you did take two. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, so you know where the doorways are. So yes, and in the book, you go through a doorway, you just walk through the door, and you enter into another door in another part of the world. Mm-hmm. But you're staying within, you know, the earth. Yeah. Um, but you can travel instantly. I just thought that'd be nice. I did want something that would aid in travel. Oh, I like a flying tiger. I yeah. like the doorways. Mm-hmm. I was like, you maybe... guys can all take the flying tiger. <laughs> We're all, you can, can get just, rid of can one we of just yours? like propagate yeah. flying tigers? To be fair, Bailey, you have like an unlimited amount of animals in your case. One yeah. of them's yeah. got to be able to fly us. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. Ancestral thing. And you could make yourself a, a highway of spaghetti. <laughs> Which is actually what happens in the book. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, awesome lists, everyone. Good job. Good apocalypse. Good apocalypse. Good apocalypse. <laughs> I like that my instinct is really just to like hunker down in a corner for all of eternity. <laughs> <Good pasta. laughs> so, Allie, where can you find Elaine's Cooking for the Soul? Uh, on all your podcasting platforms. So we have it on Apple Podcasts. You can download episodes there. You can download episodes on Spotify. Um, and then we're on basically all the podcatchers. Uh, you can also just Google us. We have a website. Um, Period Network is producing us, which is amazing. So you can also check out Period Network and all of their other podcasts. Awesome. Yeah. 
awesome. Cool. Awesome. So awesome. thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is great. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. <laughs> I've got some new books to read. <laughs> yeah. Octavia Butler. Man. Yeah, definitely. So next week on the podcast, we have a regular episode. Andrew is covering Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. Yes, I am. Definitely finished reading it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a double thumbs up from Andrew. <laughs> and I'm reading Just Kids by Patty Smith. Thanks for listening to the To Read List. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email the To Read List podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Goodreads at goodreads.com slash the To Read List podcast or on Facebook and Instagram at the To Read List podcast and on Twitter at To Read List pod. Thanks to Ali Sliceman for being our guest today, to Toby and Andrew for co-hosting the podcast with me, to Dylan for sound recording, to Jillian Beth Durkee for composing our intro song and to Patrick McGran for remixing it. See you next week. Happy reading. Books, books, books. 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 Ham. Uh, Ha <laughs> <laughs>